spring into Lowe's and plant the seeds of possibility. With premium mulch for just $3.68 a bag and stay green one cubic foot garden soil just $4.28 a bag, you'll grow possibilities right from the ground, like skipping the grocery store because your yard grew the whole salad. And it grew you tulips too. Oh, yard, you shouldn't have. Visit your local Lowe's or shop online at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, mulch offer in-store only. Selection and offer availability varies by location. Offers valid through 310, U.S. only, excludes Hawaii. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. As a part of my TV show, Small Business Network, I recently had the opportunity to interview Tracy Edwards, Senior Supplier Diversity Specialist at WSSC Water, Julia Hodge, Vice President for Supply Chain Management at Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, and John Suber, who's a Manager of Supplier Diversity and Development at Freddie Mac. During our conversation, these dynamic panelists shared best practices and programs to market small, local, and diverse companies to corporate America in 2021. The parts of Boost that this episode addresses are optimize relationships, obtain more leads, and tap into new markets. Let's tune in. Welcome, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. And you know, it's been, the year is off to a, an interesting start already. And so I would love if we could just go around and share a bit about your organization and the types of procurement programs that you have for diverse, small, or local companies. And so John, why don't we start with you? Sure. Uh, my name is John Suber. Uh, as you said, I'm the manager for supplier diversity and development at Freddie Mac. <clears throat> Freddie Mac is uh, operates in the secondary mortgage market, and we were chartered by Congress in 1970 to provide liquidity, stability, and affordability to the U.S. housing market. In terms of our supplier diversity program, we have opportunities in two main uh, sections. There's technolo- tech solutions and professional services. So tech solutions includes data and managed services, cloud, software, IT infrastructure, and professional services includes things like staff augmentation and facilities management. Awesome. And Julia, how about you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having us today. This is a real pleasure. Well, the Airports Authority operates and maintains Reagan National and Dulles International Airports, as well as the Dulles Toll Road in Northern Virginia. We are also overseeing the construction of Metro Silver Line expansion out to Dallas Airport and into Ashburn. So as you can imagine, this presents a ton of opportunities for contractors regardless of size. What's fantastic about the Airports Authority is that we are very committed to ensuring participation of small, local, and diverse businesses with contracting programs that are specifically designed for these firms. Um, 
if I can talk a minute about those programs, we do as a um, recipient of federal funds, we are uh, implementing the U.S. Department of Transportation's uh, Federal Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program and its Airport Concessions Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program. But we also have a local Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program, which is a proprietary program for the airports authority. And it's specifically designed for small and minority businesses here in the DMV. And the way that that program works is that we then have the opportunity to set aside 100% um, of our contracting opportunities specifically for firms that we've certified as these local disadvantaged business enterprises. And for example, we're about to award actually a, um, an unarmed security guard services contract at Reagan National Airport. And that was competed solely amongst our local disadvantaged uh, business enterprise firms. So that's a fantastic program that shows our commitment to the local um, market and to our small businesses. And we also put those um, subcontracting requirements out there on large projects as well. So we utilize small businesses, much like John said, from everything from landscaping services to office supplies. And we, we average about 150 new procurement opportunities in a year. And we spend about $100 million with um, local businesses um, each year. So there's plenty of opportunity to engage with us. We're very transparent about our programs and our processes and all of this information from how to get certified as an MWA LDBE or Local Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, um, as well as our upcoming and active solicitations. It's all on our website, mwaa.com. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for that, Julia. Tracy, what say you? Good morning. I am with WSSC Water new name WSSC Water added to the branding. We are a hundred plus years old. Uh, we have we are your water and wastewater utility from Montgomery County and Prince George's County. And we have two programs. We uh, work for the Office of Supplier Diversity and Inclusion and we have an MBE program as well as our own in-house SOBE program. SOBE of course is small and uh, local and that is race and gender neutral. That is for our our ratepayers who work and reside in Prince George's and Montgomery County. And then we have our MBE program uh, where that is 40 plus years old. We've had it for that long and we don't do any certifying. We rely on the professionals for that. We accept uh, from five agencies, MDOT, of course, one, CRMSDC, Capital Region, and of course, uh, WEBEC DMV, which is formerly known as WPEO, which is the regional office of WeBank. So if you are certified with them, then we would suggest you cert uh, register in our portal. We are a public agency. Everything is public. So you can go to our website. You can see uh, what we're um, posting, what we're soliciting for. But those are the two programs that we run. So what, what OSDI does, we pretty much see everything over 100,000 and over that's going through our procurement office. And we see and do our research to see if there's any opportunities for small businesses or if there's anything for a subcontracting opportunity for a minority firm or a small business to, to at least have a prime subcontract to, to get your foot in the door. So with that in mind, we also have uh, bid price preferences. If it's something under a million dollars, 
Um, there's a chance that if the minority business is uh, within 5% of the majority, there's still an opportunity for that MBE to be awarded. We service over 1.8 million customers. So we need everything, as we say, from paper clips to pipe. So whether it's office supplies, uh, we do have an MBE contractor for that, but also uh, engineering, construction, uh, trucking, paving. These are all opportunities that uh, minority businesses, small businesses can get a, a piece of the pie and then grow. We've had uh, a few firms that started out in our small local per firm as subcontractors are now doing their own prime work. Uh, right now we have a large, one of our largest contracts is street paving. So if you go to our website and you're interested in that, I'll, we have matchmaking going on with the, the firms right now, those primes that do that. So we have a lot of opportunities. So professional uh, uh, A&E services, and again, anything related to contracting and construction. Awesome. Thank you for that overview. And as one of your 1.8 million customers, <laughs> I, it brings my heart joy <laughs> to hear the way that you all are supporting small, local, and disadvantaged businesses. So thank you all for, for being here. Now, John, question for yes. you. Um, can you tell us the role that supplier development plays um, in the Freddie Mac Supplier Diversity Program? Absolutely. Uh, so development plays a huge role in Freddie Mac's supplier program. It is one of the three or supplier diversity program. It's one of the three uh, approaches that we use. So we have the pipeline, which is matching up uh, opportunities for diverse businesses with opportunities within Freddie Mac. Then we also have outreach with we work with all the certifying organizations, especially uh, WeBank and WeBank DMV now. Um, but then the third leg that is uh, extremely important is the development side. And there's three areas that we focus on within the development side. So it's education. We try to educate the participating suppliers in our supplier academy about how to do business at Freddie Mac and about the procurement process. So the sponsoring business areas, they get to present on uh, the history of Freddie Mac and also what the business needs are. In addition to our enterprise supply chain coming in and educating our suppliers on what's a master services agreement, what expected from you as a vendor? What's the risk profile that we're looking for? So we want to give them as much information as what it's like to be a supplier as possible through our mm -hmm. supplier academy. Next is the opportunity. So we actually give the uh, diverse businesses the opportunity to present their capabilities to the relevant contract owners and the category managers within our program. So as a part of the process, we, we recently, um, like everyone, we pivoted from a five-month in-person uh, program to a four-week virtual program that saw increased results. Um, and we're going to stick with that method of going forward. <clears throat> but meet and present to the contract owners. And then the last one is awareness. So the contract owners, the business areas, and the category managers get a real feel for our diverse suppliers through our supplier academy. So the interaction, the networking, as well as the capability presentations, and also the chance for our participants to ask our category managers and business owners specifically about opportunities within their space so they can really showcase their knowledge and opportunity. Um, we keep a detailed dashboard on our development program. We uh, track the percentage of our spend, that uh, percentage of our diversity 
spend that is actually spent with our Supplier Academy graduates. So it's a huge part of our program and something that Tracy just missing about getting a piece of the pie and then growing. So we've started to focus on some of our internal existing diverse suppliers to how they can increase their footprint at Freddie Mac. So if you're doing business in one business area, how can we uh, leverage your capability and skills to move you over to a business, another business area and kind of increase uh, the amount of spend that you have at Freddie Mac? Awesome. Now, I, I do want to drill in on one of the things that you mentioned, the sure. pivot because yes. of, you know, the movement and, and us being in this virtual space. And I would be curious for each of you to share, given the pandemic and our continued social distancing, um, John, you alluded to the pivot to the four-week virtual program. And it sounds like now you've, we've grown this muscle of how to master virtual. So it sounds like now you've pivoted entirely Absolutely. to <laughs> virtual. And so I'd be curious, because of us in this social distancing world and with COVID, what has been the best way for you all to connect or what would you advise people is the best way for them to connect with and build relationship with, um, with supplier diversity leaders, given the continued um, social distancing? So, John, if you wouldn't mind starting us off and then Julia and Tracy, I'd invite your voices in as well on this. Sure. Um, so I, I would definitely say that attending the different um, uh, events for the certifying organizations. So uh, I recently did a, an interview with uh, WeBank with with Sandra, um, and that led to me being able to be in touch with a lot of uh, diverse suppliers in particular spaces. So I would say, one, develop your capability statement so that it tells a story. And when you uh, originally email the supplier diversity professional, and when you ask for a meeting, probably just do about 15 minutes. Um, and that's what I've been doing a lot of to keep, uh, to keep in touch with our diverse suppliers and also meeting new ones. So asking for capability statements up front, um, I would suggest that people were doing a lot of research in terms of how to be a better supplier to Freddie Mac and understanding where Freddie Mac is going with their business. But it's really about asking for about 15 minutes and then uh, redoing your capability statement to tell a story and giving that to the supplier diversity professional or your contact within the business just to ask for a little bit amount, uh, a, a small amount of time to be able to get your, uh, your capabilities across and how you would add va value to the, to the organization. Awesome. Thanks for that. And before we, I pivot over and ask Julia and Tracy to chime in, I do because John mentioned Sandra. And for those of you who are tuning in who may not know the name Sandra, that's the great Sandra Everhard, who is the interim president and CEO at Women Presidents Education Organization. So just so for everyone's reference point so that you know who is this mysterious Sandra, who is someone that you must know if you do not Absolutely. know Sandra. You must know who Sandra is, especially if you are a woman-owned um, business. So, Julia, why don't you share with us what you're seeing? What are the best ways for um, small, diverse companies to connect with um, supplier diversity leaders given COVID and social distancing? Absolutely. So I think John hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's all about taking advantage of all the virtual resources that are now available. And for us in particular, it's mm -hmm. because we are required to go full and open competition on all of our uh, procurement opportunities, you know, this is a great opportunity to just educate yourself on how to do business with MWA or the airports authority. And we do offer certification workshops on a quarterly basis. And for once we do have certified LDBEs, we are offering jurisdictional workshops. We are offering a small business university 
And so the overall message I would just share is that there are so many opportunities that are available in this environment that it's in our case, doing business with the airports authority, it's not so much having the relationship as it is understanding our procurement process and or the specific contracting opportunity that you may be interested in. So take advantage of these virtual pre-proposal or pre-bid conferences, ask questions about the detailed statement of work and interact with the contracting <coughs> officer as well as our supplier diversity staff who can you know, articulate um, any answers to the questions that are specific to that contracting opportunity. I think it's been the pivot to to virtual has been great in a lot of ways because it takes the pressure off of having to have that face time with a specific buyer. And it's more around the education that helps small businesses understand how to be successful with a specific contracting opportunity. Awesome. Thanks. Tracy, how about you? Well, uh, we're a little different. So it's a little bit of each of what John and Julia said, but we're a public agency. So everything is done publicly. We have a supplier portal. You must be registered in order to uh, download those bids. However, if you go to our website, we do have links that where you can see the abstract of the actual contracts or of the actual solicitations to see if you're interested in it. But um, one thing I do want to say is this pandemic has showed us how to do things much differently. I don't really see us going back to the old way that we used to. Um, I think it may be a little half and half, but I do see more virtual matchmaking in our future. I would have to say this street uh, repair matchmaking has been the most successful for the virtual. I don't see as, I don't think we would have had as much participation from our primes and not because they didn't want to, but because traffic, because of their schedules, because of everything. We had a hundred percent participation from these majority primes to participate with these vendors who want uh, one of the, a piece of the pie of one of the largest contracts in WSSC water. Will we uh, still go out and do outreach? Of course, we'll do our partners with CRMSTC and WeBIC, DMV. But as far as getting 100% participation, virtual um, matchmaking, virtual webinars have proven to be very successful. I know everybody's uh, webinared out, but when it comes to trying to be at an event at eight o'clock in the morning and you're in Baltimore to Virginia, you know, it can, it can be uh, frustrating. And then you get there and you miss out on everything and opportunities. Here, all you have to do is turn around in your bunny slippers, log on <laughs> and get that information, meet with your prime and then turn around and go back to work without going back on the highway. So that's some of the things that I see. As far as getting in touch with WSSC, we have to be very careful like I said, because we're a public agency, but one thing that we, one of the things that our office does is when we uh, see an opportunity coming down the pike, we will email. We send out what what's called upcoming solicitation opportunities. So when we do our research and we say, "Hey, there's this many firms that can do this," we're going to email those firms and say, "This opportunity is coming down the pike. Get ready. If you're not registered, register." You know, and then if you need some more information, let us know. Because once it's advertised, we can't really talk to you. You have to go through the buyer. Wow. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting, like the, the muscle that we've built and the ways that 
we've been able to sort of see the glass as half full in terms of with COVID. And so it's been interesting. I, it's, it seems obvious that, yeah, wow, now that we don't have to commute and drive, it's the convenience of, of being able to just tune in online. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that, Tracy. Now, and I know you mentioned the, the paving project. Historically, what types of products or services does um, has WSSC most frequently purchased from diverse or small local businesses? Uh, a lot of our um, meter valves, um, so some things are proprietary. So um, if it's uh, a certain meter or a certain valve, a name brand, that may be a little harder for a smaller company to go through. But a lot of our goods and services, restoration uh, for sewage backups and homes, landscaping, we have a large landscaping uh, contract. Uh, Our security guard services. These are some of the services that uh, MBEs and small uh, firms have been um, providing us with. Even our uniform contract is a women-owned business. Um, Promotional, our first-time, one-time vendor for promotional services throughout the company is a women-owned business. So a lot of times we try new things. You know, it may uh, decrease the uh, opportunity for other promotional businesses, but we want to see how this works, having one vendor to support the the entire community. And it's a large contract. So, um, but those are pretty much the things that we do. And then again, all subcontracting with trucking, hauling, paving, painting. Um, Of course, the larger things like pipe, uh, rehabilitation of all our pipe, those are going to be some of our bigger purchases. But who, who can help carry that? Who can help fill it? When you dig up the street, somebody has to fill it. When you dig up a lawn, when you cut down a tree, you know, those are subcontracting opportunities that, that are needed. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Julia, uh, what is the airport's authority, what is the airport's authority um, doing to actually increase its contracting opportunities, specifically with small local and minority businesses? Well, this is an area for which we've really heightened our efforts over the past few years. And I'm really proud to say that we've got a number of ways to engage with our procurement and supplier diversity team. So I had alluded a little bit um, in the prior question around our quarterly certification workshops for those firms that are interested in becoming MWA certified local disadvantaged business enterprises. And then also as part of our small business university programming, we hold various workshops that are specifically tailored to the topics of interest to the small local and minority business community, including things like proposal writing, access to capital, and marketing to the government. And all of these workshops are completely free. And finally, we offer an annual non-credit executive certificate program, which is a six to eight week intensive program specifically for our local disadvantaged business enterprises who are looking to take their businesses to the next level. And in the past, we've partnered with Georgetown University and with George Mason University to bring professional instructors into the classroom And I've been completely humbled by how well this program has been received, especially in 2020 when we did it, you know, as an entirely virtual uh, delivery method. But then we're also holding outreach events that are for specific contracting opportunities 
And, you know, that is bringing, as, as you've heard from my colleagues on the call, you know, the subject matter expert, the requesting office to come and talk about what we are looking for on this contract to do that matchmaking if it's a subcontracting requirement there for one of our LDVEs. And we partner with local and national supplier um, development organizations and chambers of commerce to share our procurement forecast and to expand our reach. Excellent. Thanks for that. Sure. Now, um, as we're starting to land the plane on this conversation, and this, you all mm-hmm. have just provided a wealth of information and insight, I would love to hear, because I know each of you are very uh, well-rooted and steeped in this work of supplier diversity, and as you put on your supplier diversity hat, or maybe you shift <laughs> your hat a little, to think of maybe what are the unique ways that um providers have uh, have been able to really leverage you all's programs. What top tip or bit of advice would you all provide to someone who perhaps is interested? Maybe there's, so there's someone who maybe they've never navigated or never successfully won a contract, but what piece of advice would you give to someone who's like that, who's maybe dipping their toe in the water that's going to best position them for success in you all's programs. So John, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, I would say tell a story with your capability statement and tailor it to what you do best. So we meet with a lot of suppliers that often talk about they can do A, B, and C well, but what can you do best and how does that fit in with the research that you've done about the company? And that's the angle that you want to uh, uh, move forward with in terms of showcasing your capabilities and how you would add value to the firm. So start with what you do best, tailor your story around that, and that's how you would reach out to and move forward with when you contact a supplier diversity professional, because I think that's where you would be able to provide the most value. And the the company or the supplier diversity professional has to have a clear understanding on what you do best so that they can advocate for you with inside the organization. And, you know, and, and John, I just want to point out the fact that one of the things that I think as, as entrepreneurs, as business leaders, oftentimes we're so passionate about what we do and we just want to put it all out on the right. table. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we can do that too. Right. <laughs> and so, and so I think it's so important what you share. It's so simple, but yet so important. It's like, what do you, what are, what are those core capabilities. But I think especially now as, as folks are, are pivoting beyond and, and moving out of pandemic um, and the fact that, you know, those survivors are still there. And so it's like, how do I make sure that, how do I ensure my financial stability as a business? And so oftentimes I think we are inclined to say, okay, we can do that too. Right. Um, but thank you so much. So showcase what you do best. Absolutely. Tracy, what is your bit of advice? Well, we are, as I said a number of times, public agency, but we don't follow FAR and we don't follow Comar. So what I would say is do your homework. Uh, We have our website where it has our general instructions, bidder instructions, and our terms of conditions, get to know them, get to know our contracts and the way we do business. And if you don't know, ask questions. It's always best to ask questions. I've been to pre-bids where people do not ask questions, but then as soon as they leave, they submit 
a number of questions that could have been answered. In addition to that, you guys are the experts. So if you are submitting a bid or you need inf more information, you're the expert. We're, we're the company asking you for this service and this product. We're relying on you to point things out to us. Hey, this didn't, this doesn't make sense. Uh, where are you, what are you really asking? So if you can uh, speak up and ask those serious questions, that'll help. Um, but know how we do business, know it more than we do. Um, the information is there because it's public. So you can always go in and look up previous incumbents, previous contracts and see how it was awarded and who was awarded to. So I would definitely just say, uh, do your homework and ask questions and reach out to us if you need uh, help. Awesome, thank you. Julia. <laughs> How about well, you? and Tracy hit this nail on the head with their <laughs> answers. It's absolutely important to, you know, pursue and be choosy about your pursuits so that you are putting your best foot forward and to do your homework. And I'll offer one other tip and one piece of advice. We shop at the airports authority the way that I personally shop as a consumer. I am looking for the highest quality, good service, fill in the mm -hmm. blank at the best price. And so if you're unsuccessful, know that you got a fair shake and that there was somebody else who was out there who offered a better, a better deal. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't request and you absolutely should request a debrief because yeah. our contracting officers will take you through the strengths and weaknesses of your specific proposal. And 95% of what we happen to procure is cyclical. So it's going to come back around. The contracting opportunity will be there again. And by getting feedback on your proposal, it puts you, know, you in a better position to compete the next time around. Awesome. Tracy, Julia, John, thank you again for your time and insights today. And thanks to everyone for tuning in online. On behalf of the entire Small Business Network team, our partners and sponsors, and Women Presidents Educational Organization, who was instrumental in pulling this panel discussion together today. Thank you so much, Sandra Everhard. Thank you again to everyone tuning in. We look Thank forward you. to seeing Thank you again soon. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Spring into Lowe's and plant the seeds of possibility. With premium mulch for just $3.68 a bag and stay green one cubic foot garden soil just $4.28 a bag. You'll grow possibilities right from the ground, like skipping the grocery store because your yard grew the whole salad. And it grew you tulips too. Oh, yard, you shouldn't have. Visit your local Lowe's or shop online at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, mulch offer in store only. Selection and offer availability varies by location. Offers valid through 310, U.S. only. Excludes Hawaii.